Hey, before we get started, I just wanted to announce that we're going to be back in Vegas with our Coaching You Live VIP experience August 7th and 8th, 2021. And I'm telling you, it's been a year since we've been there. My goodness, we missed it. And to all of our incredible followers that have been with us now, 13 years of our events, uh, we're anxious all to get back. We have lined up some of the best head coaches and coaches in the NBA to speak. I think you're going to love it. Uh, Remember, there's only 100 seats. We turned this into a VIP event, so everyone is front row with a table, food, drink. Everything is provided for you. It's going to be an incredible event. We are so anxious and hungry to get back. I think you're going to love it. You don't want to miss a special early bird discount price. $329, but you must sign up by July 4th. Otherwise, the price goes up drastically. So $329 by July 4th. Sign up now. Go to coachingyoulive.com slash 2021 to register. coachingyoulive.com forward slash 2021 to register. We'll see you there. Hey, welcome to another Coaching You podcast with the Coach Brendan, sir. Let me tell you something. Today is a special treat. P.J. Fleck, the head football coach at the University of Minnesota. We're going football this week, but more importantly, we're going life lessons, how university, row the boat. I mean, this is a John Gordon, P.J. Fleck have just come out with one of the greatest coaching books of all time, one on philosophy and mantra, the row the boat. I'm telling you, this is something that you're going to really enjoy. Uh, after this quick timeout, we're going to come back with the incredible PJ Fleck. Prepare like the pros with the new Fast Draw. Fast Draw is the number one affordable coaching tool used by pro and high school level teams worldwide. With Fast Draw, you can save your plays and playbooks digitally, attach video, and share with other coaches and your players in seconds. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching content and resources through their blog and playbank which features over 8,000 free plays and drills from their online coaching community. For access to these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. Don't forget to use promo code CU10, that is CU10, to receive 10% off your next FastModel purchase. We're thrilled to have our longtime partners and friends at Dr. Dish Basketball on board as sponsors of the Coaching You podcast. Dr. Dish machines are undoubtedly the most user-friendly and advanced machines in the world of basketball today. Dr. Dish has completely revolutionized and reimagined the shooting machine to provide the best solution on the market. Join top programs around the world like Duke, North Carolina, Florida, and countless others and upgrade your shooting machine to Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish machines are the best way to increase purposeful reps in your program to get players better, faster, while tracking progress along the way. Dr. Dish provides so much more than just your standard shooting machines with custom training, pro trainers, and coaches on demand, real-time and detailed analytics, and top-of-the-line drills and workouts. If you're looking to take your program to the next level, look no further than Dr. Dish for the best basketball training machine in the world. If you have an old machine that's just collecting dust in your gym, 
Did you know that you can trade that into Dr. Dish for up to $1,500 off and get a new dish? Make sure to give our friends at Dr. Dish a follow at Dr. Dish B-Ball on Twitter and Instagram for great daily drills, workouts, tips, and inspiration. Or contact us at drdishbasketball.com. Don't forget to mention Coaching You or our podcast for $300 off your purchase. Hi, this is Brendan Sir. I'm talking to coaches, PE teachers, ADs, and camp directors because I'm so excited to announce our newest Coaching You podcast partnership with my friends from 360 Hoops. What if I told you that I've witnessed the most innovative game, training, and exercise for kids that I've seen in decades? 360 Hoops takes up less space than traditional basketball and allows for more players to get involved in developing their basketball fundamentals. The three-sided basket is attached to wheels for easy transportation and can adjust from 7 to 10 feet. The uses are endless, from elementary and middle school recess to physical education class. It can also be used for team practice and skill development training for teams with players of all ages. For more information, visit www.play360hoops.com. To learn more about this new innovative product, make sure you mention Coaching You for a 10% discount. Hey, welcome to another Coaching You podcast with the coach, Brendan Sir, and today, a tremendous honor having P.J. Fleck, the head coach at the University of Minnesota, as our guest. Coach, welcome. Yeah, it's an honor to be here. Thanks for having us on the show. Well, you know, uh, you know, I do every week. I, I interview coaches from all over the country, mainly basketball coaches, some football coaches, and I'm trying to think, we're going through so many episodes, and I'm saying, I think the only author coach i've done is my dear friend tony dungy and uh after his book but you are the second how about that and and tony dungy is a university of minnesota grad so how about that and from jackson parkside in michigan which you're very familiar with the great state of michigan as i am so he is one of my dearest friends and um you know and i recruited him when i as a 21 year old with the great Dick Vitale as we were got the job at the University of Detroit and I went into his high school and said, I want to talk to, imagine this imagine how you were able to do it. This is April of his senior year and he's you know, there's no signing period till April fifteenth. I walked in and I said to the principal, I need to talk to Tony Junji. She said, about what? I said, I'm recruiting him. I look like I'm 18 years old. And I, and I said, uh, I haven't even graduated college, and I'm a full-time assistant. And he comes out, and he says, yes, sir. And I said, I want to go to the University of Detroit? He says, to do what? I said, play, play basketball. He says, I'm a football player, too. And he, you don't have football. I said, but you need to talk to Dick Vitale because if not, I might get fired today. He did, and Vitale told him he would bring back football to the University of Detroit if he came, <laughs> <laughs> as only Dick would. But what a great man and a great golden gopher, and he loves you guys to death. Um, tell me, when you went to Western Michigan, when you were going from Western Michigan to, to Minnesota, because I, I followed you so close at Western, why did you pick that school in the Big Ten? Because, you know, you, you, you were one of those guys that, even though you were so young, you were the next rising star in coaching. What did you see in Minnesota? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that in coaching, uh, I think so many people, my best advice I ever got was there are no great jobs. People make the jobs great. Hmm. 
And I think that was really important for me. Before Mike Krzyzewski got to Duke, it wasn't Duke of today, right? And I've always been attracted to those types of jobs that needed something that maybe they haven't had in a long time. You know, Minnesota is one of the most traditional football powerhouses, um, you know, in the 20th century when you look at it. And you look at the 1930s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. We have seven national titles, 18 Big Ten championships. But we haven't done it for close to 70 years. And to me, that's what fits me. And that's what I really wanted to be able to do. And I think that uh, I've looked at both jobs that I've had that I was more called to than necessarily selected. Um, you know, I was a very, very young head football coach uh, at Western Michigan University and you know, the youngest in the country for four or five years in a row. And I felt like that was a wonderful opportunity for that for me and my staff and the players to be able to put our stamp on that program and then really do close to the same thing uh, at the University of Minnesota. And it just seemed to be the right fit. Uh, just like when you're recruiting players, it's all about fit. Now, the last thing you want to do is get somebody who doesn't fit your program. Uh, same thing when you're probably getting a head football coach, finding somebody that's going to fit you and then vice versa in all aspects of your life. I mean, not only do I love coaching here, I mean, I love living here. Yeah, I love living in the Twin Cities. We have a lake house about 25 minutes west of the cities. I mean, you can have you can have rural, you can have lake, you can have city, you can have Broadway, you can have sports, you can have university, you can have college life. It's very rare to find. And, um, you know, that's why we ended up here. When you um, when you go into a program like that, where do you start? I mean, you know, when you go in, you, you know, you, you well, let's first start with Western Michigan because you really did something very unique there. When you go in and you're taking over a program, where do you start? Because it's all about players, you know, in the beginning. So how do you, how do you start? Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, I've been blessed to work for really amazing people. Uh, Kathy Beauregard, who, you know, even in the book, Row the Boat, I talked to her about, you know, being a trailblazer. Talk about her hiring the youngest head football coach in the country and taking a shot on a guy that really had never been a head football coach before and, and grabbed me from the National Football League to, to run Western Michigan. And then Mark Coyle here at the University of Minnesota. Um, I, I've worked for two really special people. And I think the key is they allow me to be myself. And I think that's really difficult to find in 2021. Mm-hmm. But like anything, we have what uh, we have a culture, and, and the name of that culture is the hyperculture. Row the boat is part of the hyperculture, and it's an H Y P R R is the acronym. And really, when you start, it, it's all about the people. Uh, if you get yourself around amazing people uh, who really match you internally, they don't have to match me personality wise, but they have to match their life mattering to them academically, athletically, socially, spiritually. And, and when you find people like that on a coaching staff and you start to hire them and then you start to recruit, uh, you know, we don't get a bunch of five-star recruits here uh, and even four-star recruits here. Uh, we, we get a lot of that two to three-star recruits that we're going to develop. And there's two different types of programs, in my opinion. There's developmental programs and ego programs. And usually everybody fits in one of those. And the developmental programs, in my opinion, always know why. Every single thing you do. Like, why is our GPA higher than it's ever been at Minnesota? Well, our kids sit in the first two rows and wear a collared shirt. Uh, and, and they actually apply themselves to their academics. And every semester we've gone up. There's a reason why uh, to all that. So developmental programs can always answer the question why. Ego quo, quo kind of programs uh, only do because I said so. They don't have an answer for why. It just is what it is. And I think that's where you start. You get the right people who know the answers why, and you get the right players and right student-athletes that want to know why uh, and are curious about why, 
and want to continue to make something better and leave it better than they found it. And I think that's where you start. And, and everything always starts with people. And we call ourselves how university, which is really the how, which is the makeup of a person, their heart, their spirit, their purpose, their unconquerable will, um, you know, that, that, that driving force behind their purpose in life. And if you can find enough of those people and plug them into a vision, right. And then go to work together, you're going to get an amazing result and you're going to respond to that result. So that's that first H of our program is, is really the how of a person. And, and that's where you start. Uh, you get the best people you could possibly get uh, that really kind of dig a hole and, and, and then you pour it in with that, that, that concrete foundation eventually. You know, as a coach for a few years, more years than you've been alive in, for your sake. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things that I, I've always said, well, you know, that you're a terrific coach. I'd rather say I'm a terrific teacher and you're a teacher and your background is that in teaching. Explain to our coaches that listen the thousands in different countries all over the world why you know must be a teacher to be a terrific coach. Yeah, you know, I, I, my dream was always to be a professional athlete, right? And sure. um, I got a chance to be in the NFL for two and a half years and play with the San Francisco 49ers. And I was really lucky and, and humbled to be able to do that. But that, that opened so many doors. You know, I, I have an elementary education degree. I taught sixth grade social studies coming out of college and then obviously played in the NFL. Uh, but I, I've always enjoyed the education piece. And coaching football allows me to do something, one, the sport that I've loved and played all my life. And then two, be able to match my, my, my desire to educate and teach. And I think it's incredibly important for coaches to truly understand what that means. You're a member of the team like everyone else. And I think sometimes when we're head coaches, we put ourselves on a pedestal or it's because you're the head coach that, you know, and you, you, you can do certain things. But I'm a member like everyone else. And I think I've, I've done as much as I can um, up to this point and continue to change of making sure that I am a member of the team and show that I'm a member of the team like everyone else. Now I'm the final decision maker, but my job as a coach is to do that. And the origin of the word coach is like a stagecoach, right? Mm -hmm. Take people from where they are to where they want to be. And that's what educators do. And we consider ourselves a life program, not a football program. So there's a big difference between the two football is one fourth of what we're doing here. And it's not everything. Whatever you're doing academically, athletically, socially, and spiritually deserves 100% of your attention while you're doing it. And one's not necessarily just more important than the other. We want to make sure that our players value their life. So when we're talking, I mean, we have a class this afternoon uh, that's a dinner etiquette course. And we have a lot of our wives who put together a video of what they want to see in a date. Uh, what, what, are, what describe dates that have gone wrong for you? What do you look at? What do you look for in, in, in a first date or a second date or a third date? And then we do like a dinner etiquette course. This is a life program that's going to make our players better men, husbands, fathers, and just better football players and better people in general. And I love that part of the development of a student athlete. Cause if you're a better person, you're going to be a better player. And we have a saying, don't ever be a better football player than you are a better person. Mm -hmm. And it's our job as educators to get people to that point. That is so powerful. Why and purpose are such a big part of your life. Uh, Rode a boat, which I, the first time I ever heard you say that at Western Michigan, I totally fell in love with it. And, uh, you know, it, it's a mantra, it, you know, and explain, A, to our coaches how the, you developed it 
and if you would, the purpose of it? Well, first of all, I've, I've been blessed and, and lucky enough to be around two just amazing coaches uh, who provided an experience, not just in football, but in life. And I think that's where I come from. I mean, I've worked for Greg Schiano, I've worked for Jim Tressel, I've played for Mike Nolan, and and uh, and and I've had so many experiences that guys taught me, you know, how to run a program. But at the end of the day, you're going to be who you are, and you're going to take all your life experiences and apply them to your program. And uh, February 9th, 2011, I lost my second son to a heart condition. And at the time, I was an assistant coach at Rutgers. And it's amazing because there's some, nothing by coincidence. And Greg Schiano has a, uh, a saying called keep chopping. Mm-hmm. And when I was in the process of, uh, you know, our, our, our son having his heart condition, we were at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, which is the initials are CHOP. Which, if you don't believe in spiritual life after that, I don't know what is, right? And knowing that you're in the right place at the right time with the right people. And so that brought a lot of grace to your heart, that knowing that, you know, you're in the right place. And then after he passed away, I said, you know what? I want to take something like kind of like how Greg Schiano had with, you know, just a mantra, but more of a lifestyle and truly apply it and apply it to charity, apply it to a children's hospital, apply it to my son Colton's life uh, that he wasn't strong enough to live. And I wanted to make my program way more about football. If you hate football, you're still going to love our culture. You're going to love our program. You're going to love our players. You're going to love our service, our giving. And I want it to be way bigger than just football. I want it to be way bigger than just a slogan. I want it to be way bigger than that. And uh, we're one of the only college football programs whose slogan is directly tied to its own charity, which everything made, row the boat, goes right into the Children's Hospital and benefits the Children's Hospital, uh, which is very unique, different than maybe a rally cry. So I wanted to create something uh, for Colton, but not only that, to show that as a head coach, look, I've been divorced. uh, I've lost a child. I don't have a perfect life. um, And sometimes we get put on this pedestal of being highest paid, you know, state employees that, you know, we're, we're, we're not normal. You know, we're not, we're not like everyone else, but we are. And I wanted to make sure that people knew that, that I'm here to use my platform to help. However long I have this platform as a coach, I'm here to help. I'm here to motivate, inspire, educate, teach, for as long as, you know, God has me in this platform, because we all know I'm not, I'm not in charge of that. He is. So row the boat. That's where it came from. Uh, there's three parts, the oar, the boat, and the compass. Uh, the oar is the energy you bring to your life. It's the symbol of strength. Uh, it's the only thing that can move the boat. We get to pick whether our oar stays in the water, or we take it out. And we have pink oars for breast cancer, red, red oars for American Heart Association, puzzle piece oars for uh, uh, autism awareness, purple ones for pancreatic cancer. I can go on and on. Peace. Um, the boat is the sacrifice. What are you willing to give up for something that you never had? Uh, the more we give, the more we serve, the more we make our life about someone else, the bigger that boat gets. Big, bar- big boats go far and don't sink in storms. Uh, little boats sink in storms uh, and they don't go very far. So that's the, somewhat of the analogy there. Um, and there's three types of serving and that everyone can do. Uh, we can all give with time, talent, and treasure. Uh, we all can give our time. We all have a certain talent that we can donate. And we all somehow can give financially at some level. Um, And so we all have the ability to do it. It's just, how do you do it? And the last part is the compass. And that's the people we surround ourselves with, get us to where we want to be. And, and whoever you surround yourself with is probably who you're going to become and who you want to think like. And our whole program is designed at getting players around people who they want to be like, and who are positive thinkers, who are visionaries, who can help their life succeed, uh, but not perfect. So, when you row a boat, your back's to the future. None of us know what's coming. You row in the present, which is the only thing you can control. And you look at the past, which is the only thing you can't change, but you must learn from. So 
that's the origin. That's a little bit about what it means. And um, I was just very glad that John Gordon and I teamed up on the Row the Boat book for, uh, for, uh, to benefit an unbelievable cause. Yeah, talk about the cause because I, 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 I've never heard of a, you know, I, I love the University of Iowa where they have, you know, the children's hospital and, you know, at, at the end of the first quarter, you know, the fans all cheer for the kids up there. But talk about what you're doing with the children's hospital at the University of Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, Masonic Children's Hospital is, um, it's, it's, it's a very important part of our university the children in that hospital, the doctors, the nurses, the support staff, that's all over there, uh, mean the world to me. I, I know what it's like to be in a children's hospital. Sure. And so what the Row the Boat Fund um, creates is, 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 is directly tied to the family. This isn't about research. This isn't about medicine. This is about their lives. This, is, this benefits uh, young people's uh, family. It, it helps mom and dad stay together. It takes some of the financial burden off of them. It brings a smile to the kids' faces uh, with all the different activities we do, all the things we donate over there, all the things we purchase for the student or for the for the young people over at the children's hospital, uh, and just bring smiles to their faces. Um, uh, so it, it it really pours into the families' lives and helps them out financially. It helps them out emotionally. Uh, it helps them get through some very difficult times and bring smile upon their faces. And we do that in a lot of different ways. So everything made row the boat, everything purchased row the boat. Uh, my wife, Heather, is, uh, is is a tremendous woman with a huge heart. And she kind of runs the whole row the boat part of what we do. And she's teamed up with so many different businesses and clothing lines. Uh, we just have new swim trunks, row the boat swim trunks, and we teamed up with Chubby's. Uh, a company um, that uh, makes swim trunks. So there's so many things. So everything that we pur- everything that people purchase goes. Uh, there's a portion of that. Our portion goes right into the Masonic Children's Hospital. So again, not only just a slogan, not only just a lifestyle, but also a, fa- a charity and, and, and a foundation that we're very very proud of. And the people at Masonic Children's Hospital here at the University of Minnesota are, are really special and very close people to us uh, and our program. That's incredible, PJ. I remember uh, when I listened to. You know, you and John talk in a master class recently about the book and about coaching. Uh, one of the things that you emphasized was that most people, when they write uh, coaching quote books, uh, they've won a championship. But you can, you did this in all my 50 years of roughly of coaching. I've never seen a year to coach like this year in COVID. You did it, you got your th- team through it, and you feel that even though your record was what people would not say was great, uh, it was really one of your best years ever of coaching. Talk about why. Well, because there was an enormous amount of change, and there were so many things that were way more important than football that needed to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And I felt like we attacked all those head on. You know, I mean, we, we lost two games in overtime. If we win those two games, we're 5-2, and two, and we're probably preseason top 25 again. Uh, by a missed field goal here or there. So we don't judge ourselves truly based on the result. We judge ourselves on how we do things, our vision, and then our process, which is our work. And then we'll get a result. Uh, I feel like our, our players did so much to change as men, uh, as husbands and fathers one day, as educators, uh, of hopefully changing our society with all the social issues we're having, with the COVID-19 and everything doing it, its part to separate us. Our, close, our team's closer than it's ever been. And I think it was because we made those types of changes and addressed a lot of those issues head on, did not check a box, and made it part of our program and culture as we've moved forward uh, and really connected our football team. 
And I think that's really important when you go through certain times, especially, you know, hundred year type pandemics and the social issues we're dealing with that the players see you as a, as a, as a father, as a husband, as a, as a man, as a person of society, not just a coach, but they see you as a leader who's going to lead them through that and lead them through that the right way and not just put football first. So we were three and four, uh, could have been five and two. We could have been one and six. Uh, a lot of people said, well, you wrote a book, so that's probably why you were three and four. It took only about 20 hours to write <laughs> that book. Remember, I got a 15 on the ACT in the writing department, and uh, we double-spaced it, put some pictures in there. It's only about 130 pages, so it's not that long. Uh, but it didn't take me very long because it's it's my story. It's our story. It's our journey. So when you're doing that, you know, it doesn't take long to write. And then when you're writing with a powerful leader like John Gordon, it all comes to pl- comes into fruition and all comes together. But I think that our team learns so much about each other and, and really has come so close that 2020 was more about education, teaching, doing what's right. Um, we, you know, we had 35 players out against Nebraska. And that to me, I even wrote in the book that that's one of the greatest wins I've ever had as, right. a, as an assistant or a head coach or a player because we were playing – at Nebraska, which we haven't won in, in Nebraska since the 1960s. And we did that with basically our twos and threes and, 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 and 35 players out. Uh, and we live in a city with 3 million people. So it's not like you have a small college campus and it, COVID ran through and it was gone. Uh, you know, we were dealing with it through the entire year. So there were so many things outside of our control. And I thought, if you look at the win-loss, yeah, it's one thing. But I thought internally we handled it exceptionally well. And I think that's only going to pay off in the long run. You know, uh, you know, I, I was so encouraged when you talked about your ACT score. I thought I was the only guy that scored like that. So congratulations. I think that that's phenomenal. When, when you're back now, uh, when you're getting ready now and you've had, you had spring practice and now as you're going into your summer workouts and things like that and getting ready, you know, for August to start, whole different mentality now with, uh, you know, kind of moving quicker towards – normalcy if there ever will be one again uh how is that going with your kids it's going really well you know we never talk really about normal we talk about what the new normal is right i think we've all learned uh from 2020 and if we haven't uh, we need to really all need to reflect uh back on that as we continue to go through as 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 a a race and just as a human uh you know human mankind right and you know I, i i just think that you know, our players learn so much. Um, they learn, you know, not to sacrifice what you really want down the road for what you want right now. Um, that it, there's, there's investment in, in life, investment in success, investment on the life you want, and the investment in the change you want to see one day. And as we continue to move forward into training camp, you know, our team's working out together. You know, obviously Minnesota's open. We don't have our masks. You know, there's still some testing going on and some contact tracing and things like that. Uh, but we're following, you know, all the CDC guidelines and Minnesota Health Department and, and doing all those things that we normally do. But there is a new normal. I think everybody was, uh, you should have been affected by 2020 in some ways, shape or form. And you should be applying those things. And we are. And, you know, we're doing our summer workouts. But I think we're doing our summer workouts better than we ever have because we're applying what we learned from 2020 into those values that we're teaching right now. PJ, you know, <laughs> Having being a basketball coach, uh, you know, and I'm, we're in the middle of the NBA playoffs as we're recording this. And every game you watch, there are swings in a game. Game I was watching last night, a 26 point swing in the second half of a team at lost right at home. Uh, you don't believe in momentum. Why? 
Yeah, I mean, I think you're talking about the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, player. Atlanta Hawks in Philadelphia. My former player, Doc Rivers, yep. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, first of all, I'm a huge basketball fan. I know you and are. Yeah. college basketball, love the NBA, uh, big fan. Uh, you know, Buzz Williams out there at Texas a and is a really, really close friend of mine. And, uh, you know, we share a lot of things on a, on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis and, and uh, have appreciation for, for everything he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you brought up the word momentum. Uh, you know, I just – I've always thought it, it's funny is that, you know, when people use the word momentum, it's almost like there's an excuse to it's okay to play bad defense, turn the ball over on offense, and all of a sudden become cold. You know, it's same in football. Like this yeah. – we do everything we can to teach that momentum doesn't exist, that you get to control every play, right? Every, every, every trip down on defense, you know, every offensive possession you're in control and we're training year round to control the environment. There's times we play away. That's really loud. And then there's times we play at home, which is really loud. Sometimes they're for us. Sometimes they're against us. And we're going to do everything we can to teach young people to not let the circumstance dictate our behavior. And I think a lot of times Olympic athletes are trained that way is that, you know, they've got, they trained four years for one moment in time, four years. Yeah. And we do this whole thing of how, how good Usain Bolt has to get on a daily basis, right. To improve two tenths of a second or one tenth of a second in four years. It's like one, <laughs> one millionth of a second per day. He's got to get better. Right. Which yeah. you can't even fathom, right. but it's that, so we train in our program that momentum doesn't exist, you know, and I always love that, you know, I, I'm a huge fan and we use a lot of basketball examples to sure. teach this because I do it in football. If I see an offensive team going against our defense and all of a sudden they're having a lot of success, I'll call a timeout to bring everybody back, just like basketball does on sure. runs. But to bring them back, like, guys, we're not doing X, Y, and Z. It's not just, oh, it's because of momentum. It doesn't exist. It's like pixie dust. It just doesn't exist. It's, it's, it's a word that we use to say that it's okay or here's why we're not doing something. When in reality, we're not doing the technique on defense that we need to do. Our attention to detail is down. Our offensive possession was a waste. You know, our fundamentals, techniques, and discipline is off. There's always a reason why, but we kind of fill in sometimes when we don't know why with this word momentum, and I don't want to do that. We're educators and teachers. There's always a reason for it. And we want to prepare them for that. So, again, that's my own philosophy. I'm not saying that everybody has to believe that, but that's kind of how we teach that within our walls. And we even do it in practice. You know, the great uh, sports psychologist, you're familiar with Trevor Moad, uh, you know, he he talks about, you know, and Isaiah Thomas taught me this. He'd say, Brendan, don't relax. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. And really, that's, you know, and I think that's the the example, you know, of that, you know, you know, and, and I, I just think that that is just staying in neutral somewhat, you know, and I think that's fabulous. When you and John were writing the book, um, I, I think, you know, it's a book that in, as I always, Chuck Daly taught me this when we finished coaching, he said, Brendan, read the book, great coaching book, good to great. I said, Chuck, I hate to tell you, it's a business book. He said, no, every book I read is a coaching book. And I said, my God, that is the best darn advice I ever heard. So for people out there that are in business or in coaching, what do you and John want to have them get out of, you know, this phenomenal, I think it's the best team book I've read in a long, long time. 
Well, I think it's all about togetherness, right? Row the boat. Right. I mean, you all need to be rowing in the same direction, same speed, same efficiency, and doing it together. Even though we're all different, we need to be doing it together. And it can be able to be done in a positive way with hope, love, culture, connectivity. And that doesn't mean that things are going to be easy. Show me a successful person, and I'm going to show you somebody who has overcome failing way more than they've had success. And the only difference, in my opinion, between really successful people and people who aren't successful, however people judge that, is the other person that's successful just didn't quit and passed the person who quit along the road when it got really hard. So it doesn't matter. If you're going to be successful in business, teaching, education, a doctor, a lawyer, a coach, you are going to have a lot of failing. And you're going to have to be armed to overcome that failing. We actually define failing as growth and failure as quit. There is a major difference between the two. And if hopefully this book can give people an insight and very simple to the point, it's not a very long 300 page book where there's 9 million ideas. You don't know which one to apply. It's very simple. Everybody can apply it. Everybody can live that type of lifestyle because it's not just a mantra. It's a lifestyle and apply it to your classroom apply it to your firm, apply it to business. It's a great book to be able to share it with your executives, share it with your staff. And it's not a long read, your leadership council. So it's something that can be done very quickly. It can be direct to the point. And that's what I've always loved about John Gordon. I've known John for close to, you know, almost a decade. Right. And I always remember when I was thinking about one day writing a book and everybody always writes a book after a national championship or a big, you know, they, some type of monumental win. And not many people write it through the process. And not only that, write it after not a very good year and how people get through those types of times. Um, so that, that's when I, was, when I was coming up, I was like, listen, if anybody would ever be able to write a book about what we do and how we do it and row the boat, it would be John Gordon. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of my favorite books by him is The Carpenter, The Energy Bus. It's short, simple, to the point with a very, very powerful message. And that's what this does. Well, um, it was a touchdown. It was, and it was a slam dunk. So we accomplished both things. It's 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 a big time winner. Congratulations to you and John PJ. And uh, where can uh, our listeners uh, get the book? What's the best way for them to get it? Well, it's it's very easy. You can just go online, and you can go to row the boat uh, uh, You can go to rowtheboat.org, which finds out a ton. Uh, it informs a lot of people about what Row the Boat is. If people want to purchase Row the Boat merchandise and, and want to be a part of kind of the, uh, the Row the Boat lifestyle, you can go to rowtheboat.org as well. You can also go to amazon.com uh, and look it up. Um, and you can go to any bookstore and, and purchase it as well. So uh, it's out there. Uh, we're really excited about it. It's been very successful so far. We're very humbled about it and just appreciate everybody's support in the book uh, and also supporting uh, the Children's Hospital Um, Masonic Children's Hospital at the University of Minnesota. It means so much to those families. PJ, thank you for you and John writing this, and uh, it's going to mean so much to people's lives, and that's the greatest impact that I know you cared about. So thank you, my friend, and I appreciate it, and great luck this season. It means so much. Row the boat, Sky Ma. Go Gophers. Thanks for the time. (laughs) Thanks, PJ. PJ is incredible. The way he has everything, I just loved listening to him. Every time he talks, it's a master class in coaching and in life. Uh, this is the essence of coaching, in my opinion. Uh, his whole philosophy is something has nothing to do with sport you coach, your offensive or defensive philosophy. This is one about leading a team, a group, a business, anything you do. This is to be the very best of what you do. I love what he talks about failing and failure. One for growth. 
and the other one really puts you in a bad, bad spot. Make sure you order the book. Go to rowtheboatbook.com or rowtheboat.org to get yourself a copy. Till next week, this is the coach, Brendan Sir. Hey, we're back in Vegas, coaching you live, VIP experience, August 7th and 8th. I know you're anxious to get back and learn basketball. We missed it so much last year. Some of the best NBA head coaches and assistants will be our faculty, as always. Early bird pricing. By July 4, if you register, $329, a $70 discount over our regular pricing. Make sure you go to coachingyoulive.com slash 2021 to register. Again, coachingyoulive.com slash 2021 to register. August 7th and 8th in Vegas. I look forward to seeing you there.